0: It's December the 3rd, 2019. This is 508, a show about Worcester. Today's guest is Worcester legend, Tina Zlodi. Hi, Hi,
1: everybody. T- Hi,
0: Tina, how's it going? Good, how are you? I'm doing good. You know, Tina, my name is Michael Benedetti and this is Brendan Malickan. How's, how's it going? going? And this is the 508 show. Um, a lot of stuff has happened, Tina, over the last couple of weeks, deaths and other things. We could wrap these up next week. Um, I might mention briefly uh, the one sort of trivial news thing that happened in the last couple weeks is the Worcester uh, Minor League Baseball team came out with all their marketing stuff, all their logos, all their whatevers. I think we on the show should congratulate Bill Shainer for correctly predicting that they would call the team the Worcester Paw Sox. And I want to congratulate them for their marketing. That None of their marketing involves any sort of things that make me... Think about creepy sex stuff in an uncomfortable way. <laughs> There's nothing of that happening. Really good, really great work all around. Worcester Paw socks. Look forward to seeing them play. Yeah, that
1: pa- the baseball with the arm coming out of the chin's really something else. <laughs>
0: and we're here we're here right uh, in the on uh, uh, the offices of I guess many things here high atop the canal district.
1: Yes. We're, we're actually to sitting in a construction zone which will eventually become right field. Yeah. Up here.
0: So. So is this, this building's not going to get knocked down?
1: No, no, thank goodness. And at one point, Alan thought they were going to take his trees, but then he went and made sure that they weren't.
0: Yeah, this, so this is like, we're in the Alan Fletcher building. We are in the Alan Fletcher building. So there's another building, though, um, which is coming up right cardinally that way, right? We're in Kelly Square. Kelly Square, yeah. So this is like one of the triangular lots in Kelly Square. Which is recently, in recent years, been used as a parking lot. Yep. I don't know what it, what it was before it was a parking lot. It
1: was an old factory.
0: It was an old factory, of course it was, and it's right adjacent to uh, the Crompton building, and this is a now has an actual like cool triangular building. It's actually building. round. It's like round, like o- oval. oval. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. When we'll go down later. Yeah. It like a flat iron building kind of a cool. kind of a building. Yeah. And uh, you're you're part of the effort to put stuff in this building
1: yeah so you know Alan approached me about taking over um, we're running a basically building from scratch a, a market pantry store because what the Worcester Public Market is is a food hall so there's people who are going to be selling food out of there we have small vendors large vendors um, there's gonna be a big area for public seating under the skylights and it's anchored on one end by what Brewery
0: mm-hmm.
1: and anchored on the other end by my store
0: so I jettisoned
1: my world of 17 years at Clark University to take on this new adventure in Worcester.
0: And is this going to be like a big open plan thing on the ground floor? Is Mm -hmm. this going to be kind of like the? I'm trying to think of like other things in the U.S. that people might have been to that would be like this. There
1: are food food halls kind of all over like when I was visiting my friend Derek in Austin we went to one. And again, it's just aisles of like different types of food and you can go and get a you know, piece of pie, you can get a cup of coffee, you can go yeah. get a beer, you can get a whole meal, and then when you're on your way out, you go by my store.
0: What's your store?
1: My store is the Market Pantry, so I'm going to have tea and salts and fancy coffees for you to take with you. So I'm going to be more grab and go like, oh, there's a turkey pot pie, there's some beautiful cheeses. Mm. So it's going to be very eclectic and very pretty store with a lot of
0: different food items in it. There's not going to be sit down.
1: There is sit down in the hall, but not in my store. The hall is going to have a huge public area where you can sit. And then in the summer, Wachusett's windows open out and there'll be seating on the exterior. So you can sit and drink beer in Kelly Square, which I think is fascinating.
0: Listen, do you have a, interrupt whenever you have a question, Brendan. Yeah, no, I, no, I'm, I'm just thinking about drinking beer in question. Kelly Square. Right? So. so here's my first question. How do you, how do you get started with planning something like this? Oh, I should say, for, so this whole project is called the Worcester Public Market. So
1: there, the, the whole entire project is the Worcester Public Market. My component is the Market Pantry.
0: Okay. So the, so the other, getting the other people in there has been outside of your purview. Yep. Okay. But this has been organized that there's going to be all these other vendors in there. Yes. And so then what? So then tell me more about then your piece of this puzzle. So I've had
1: to work with my friend Edith, who's at the other end of the table, um, <clears throat> and a, a, a couple of other store planners to, to literally like map out a plan for a retail store. I've worked with um, Alan Fletcher, mm-hmm. who owns the building, and um, some of their builders to come up with ideas about how do we want this to look. Um, what what. How do we want to brand this? Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I'm most proud of is that coming from my background at Start, um, hi, Mod.
0: Because com- you've been one of the people behind the the big Start on the Street right festival, which, summer festival, which gives me Worcester. our
1: fall festival. Yeah, which gives me connections to to area artists. So I was able to reach out to Brad Ralt and of Row Woodwork, and he custom made me um, my table mm-hmm. and my rolling carts and my my um, my shelving made from reclaimed and refund. Um, re- and, and reclaimed and recycled wood, mm-hmm. so I was able to tap into a certain market that maybe other people wouldn't be able to. I was able to get reach out to a bunch of our artists and have them consign me things so that I can sell them in my store. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm doing my best to make everything that we bring in small batch, women owned, as local as possible, and as as much Worcester components as possible. Okay. So, yeah. So I have a syrup and I have pancake. Uh, Mix and uh, like I said, we have bunches of coffee. We have uh, handmade uh, bowls and cutting boards and
0: tea towels. How big is this store?
1: Pretty big. And it can be bigger. The thing about it, it's a very open concept store. Mm-hmm. So I can sort of roll my carts out into the into the food area a little bit more. I can take over another booth if I want to that that hasn't been taken up yet. Okay. So I can expand the store and attract it depending on the amount of people in it because mm-hmm. I have everything sort of mobile. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it could be it's a pretty it's a pretty good size.
0: This is one of these things that I'm, you know, like hearing you talk about this, this sounds very plausible, but it's also like another thing that I think just from years of living in Worcester and seeing nothing good <laughs> Seeing things on this scale being to be talked about it never happened, I'm still always like, I still sort of don't believe all the activity in the Crompton building presented was actually happening. It is, man. It that could place be a is hallucination. that has been happening for the last five years. That
1: place is packed all the time. And yeah. the thing about, like, if you think about Crompton, how many women run businesses are in there? Seed to stem, Bedlam amy's both of amy's stores Mm. you know um there's a husband and wife team that does birch tree bread i mean Mm. so there's and and they all support each other which is really a nice thing and i'm looking forward to being part of that grouping of people and it's going to happen I mean if you look around my office there's stacks of salt and oil everywhere like that's barbecue sauce
0: there's a bunch of stuff in, in here right now our, uh, our camera is actually resting on a pile of some of this stuff I, um, I believe
1: that's was. on some uh, barbecue sauce from Northampton um, so again like we're the exclusive people who are going to carry um, Northampton olive oil the only two places that have it are Northampton olive oil and Northampton and here mm-hmm. so I'm really trying to bring in some interesting kind of exclusive things but make it still accessible and local.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Do you do you have that map? Sure. Is it open here? Um, and we would be I think well, we, just down. Down.
2: we would kind of be remiss I think too. So
0: I I feel like Brandy can most say people thing.
2: who know you probably at least in, in in your current form know you either through start. Uh, maybe through Clark, or just a, as a, uh, a, a sort of the consummate promoter of the arts, but like what, what is your past life when it comes to retail? Because there are oh. some parallels I yeah, think, there in terms are. of curation of a space like this.
1: Yep! I ran the Futon Company on Highland Street back in the day, but right. it was still Highland Street.
2: Yeah, no, and when, that's what I was gonna say, like, so as someone who does yeah. business on Highland Street, right, that's the thing I talk to people about all the time who might not necessarily be familiar with that neighborhood uh, and how it tends to sort of ebb and flow uh, every once in a while. Yeah. And I think when we first met you were still down there and that is that's still what I think of Highland Street as being from like that block from like Shaky Jakes to Romo to the Futon Company. Um, Helen Bolzerian. Yeah I, I can't walk by without seeing uh, you know the, the, there's still a Doc Martens Airwear sticker from the late <laughs> 80s and, what, and what's now a nail salon but The the most important thing, I think, is that it was a cure. They were all like well curated stores that had a sort of a a local bent to them long before that was just marketing speak. It was something that a lot of pride was taken in on a local level that uh, makers, artists, and whatnot had places to actually sell their wares internet
1: sure and on a larger scale for me you know I was always approached by large futon manufacturers but I always used nutmeg futon out of East Hampton because yeah. it was a family-run fa- futon company and and they manufactured our futons and I, yeah I could have gotten five dollars off a futon if I wanted to go with the bigger ones but right. I didn't I wanted to make sure it was a local family-run you know organization and and I did it but in Liz Hughes did it too like she did it probably on a grander scale was getting arts Artists work in the Futon Company on consignment. Right, um, but you're right. Back in the 90s, in you know early 2000s, I mean that's when I met Duncan. Yeah. <laughs> and Roger and yeah. those and those cats and, and you know the. Um, I always use
2: it too as a way to explain to, to folks who are either new to or maybe just kind of becoming aware of the city that one of our, our, our bad habits but something that we always end up getting right on, given enough time is that we tend to be well ahead of the curve uh, in many ways and then we sort of forsake the things that would be incredibly awesome if only we held on to them just a little bit longer and then we move on to something else uh, and, and I think that strip again and your involvement down there not being insignificant uh is is a great example of that we we did a lot of this a long time ago we We, might not have got it all right which is why it's not here anymore real estate changed whatever um man like we're really good at this stuff right yeah right and i mean and i think that's one of the reasons that
1: alan tapped into me is that he knew i could reach all of the I i had very many connections but the 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 things that i don't have that people like edith and leah bring to the table for me is how do you how do you load inventory into a computer you know how do you manage inventory how do you who do you connect with over getting coffee and white labeling it and making it yours and Mm -hmm. ordering your bags and so there's a certain level of comfort i have with setting up a retail store but then there's that other level where I need to learn from other people. Yeah. So this is my map. This is All like right. this my is vision, map. which is, it's, I mean, it's just sort of sitting on my chest. So I just kind of want put, to explain put, put, to people
0: put, put it like, the, You put it up on the table. Sure. Brendan can hold it. I can hold it. Sure. Brendan, do you want to hold it up? I, w- and, I, would I
1: mean, it's not particularly detailed. It, essentially so, we just mapped out.
0: Let me, let me put, up, let me make a map on top of the map. So this is a triangular building, <laughs> 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 right? So like here's Kelly square here and here's a triangle where in this triangle is your is your store on the ground floor well
1: it's rounded so where's Kelly Square right here I'm here I'm by the parking lot by Crompton okay so I look at the beautiful mural that's there
2: all right all right so and you're close to parking which is always an important feature in. Worcester. So, so this is where. The, <laughs> oh don't so get me started this
0: is the Worcester public market yep even though this isn't a triangle I understand and this is where the market pantry is yes yeah. And then this is the market pantry. Yes.
1: So these are my shelves. This is my big table that's in the middle that Brad made with a grate on top of it that I'm going to hang edible wreaths from. And then there's this is my I think this is my shelving where my, my windows are. So there's cabinetry and then there's all the shelves up top.
0: This is like exterior windows. Mm-hmm. So this so is like some... this is like some shelving, some shelving. Yep. This is open to the inside of the market. Yep.
1: And then i have so i have these mobile like my cash units on wheels everything's on wheels and
0: then what is this uh um, refrigerators
1: my, my refrigerator thank you i couldn't read that <laughs> my refrigerator oh, okay. and my freezer
0: okay so like on three sides there's walls and then there's one side and open to the and then, I, market. and then i have
1: four mobile um retail units that okay. have the same tops as everything else that brad made
0: all right
1: so i can move them around and in, in
2: and out and, you know, and it, okay. one of the things, too, that strikes me as super important you about this the as view. well is uh, can I can put this down. If you, if you, you can do whatever you like. I mean, because there's, there's a housing component to this project as well, too. And yes. that's one of the things that seems to be uh, lacking in this neighborhood as well. I know the conversation is always the same downtown as well, too. We've been building a ton of housing units, but not necessarily providing the market spaces necessary to support those units without people getting their car, driving a couple miles to go to a supermarket. Um, I know Lynn from Let Us Be Local is, is working on a project on the other side of that's uh, really Main exciting. Street, that's really which exciting. Is, is great and supports a lot of that neighborhood from housing uh, a housing perspective but again both with the growth of uh, and and supporting existing housing units in this neighborhood this seems to be a key component of, uh, of that development as well
1: yeah and I mean these are people who want to live in a walkable bikeable area mm-hmm. they want to be able to walk downstairs and grab some food they want to be able to walk downstairs and grab a beer they want to be able to walk down the street and go to get barbecue you know Alan set this place up beautifully there's so, um well, I'm really impressed by like there's a package drop-off room, there's a bike room where mm-hmm. you can just hang your bicycle, go mm. get it. You know, you can. I mean, so it's in, it's key carded for everything. So there's a there's a level of that that's really interesting. But I'm seeing really like young, interesting folks move into the neighborhood. Um, and but again, we also have to keep an eye on making sure that this neighborhood still can accommodate the folks that have been living yeah. here for years. So we also have to talk about the fact that we can't, you know, gentrify people out of this neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Um, that's important
2: what is the um what's the 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 view looking like so we get another year now before the before baseballs online? i think
1: yeah i think i think so
2: and yeah. there's obviously going to be some planning in terms of the relationship between uh these market spaces and uh the baseball the stadium How does that, what does that look like it. from your perspective
1: um well hopefully people from the Ballpark will come hang out and drink beer and yeah. buy stuff at the market, walk around the neighborhood. Um, that's why we don't want the slot parlor there. Yeah, I mean, people, you know, we're like, oh, the slots. I'm like, people get off a bus, went to a slot parlor, stay there, get back onto a bus and leave. Like, they don't leave the slot parlor to go right. shopping in the neighborhood. But I think people who are going to be invested in Worcester baseball and are going to be invested in this are definitely going to take into account that there are things happening in the neighborhood that they want to be part of, yeah. not just going to the ball field. So Mm -hmm. I, you know, I mean, look at people when they go to Fenway, they don't just go to Fenway, they go, they grab a beer, they walk around, they do some other stuff, then they go to their thing, they come back out, do some more, get on a train, go home, Mm -hmm. but they're, they're part of the neighborhood. So, you know, I think it's good. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be an interesting summer up here. Sure is. Because they're getting closer and closer. So once that building outside goes down, they're going to be right there.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. when does uh when do you plan on coming online down here? I know we just had this past weekend uh just this is
1: Saturday. Yep. Just watched just online. open in Worcester Ware, so it looks really good down there. She's uh so um,
0: that's in this, That is yep. Worcester is is in store the, number two is in this building. Yes, it is. So someone could go in this building. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs>
1: We're going to go in this building,
0: Mike. Well, I know we are, but that's because we know you. I like a regular person in the public could also go in this building. Yeah,
1: okay. they can go to Jessica's store and shop all things Worcester. So right. um, that woman needs a nap, by the way, <laughs> mm. <laughs> um, between powwow and trying to get a new store ready. Um, so, yeah, so this is this. Oh, this is Maude, by the way, everyone. Maude's on a podcast. Well, she kept jumping up, so I figured she just wanted to hang out on my lap. Um, so yeah, so again, I'm doing my best to make the store as accessible to local and, and attainable local stuff, you know, a lot of Massachusetts stuff. fantastic.
0: what do you do you have any like do you have any like lessons learned? I'm curious to ask. Um, you know, we talked to a lot of people over the last whatever twelve years on this show about a lot of uh, wonderful projects, and probably three-quarters of these projects have, you know, either not happen, blown up, fallen apart, whatever, such is the nature of wonderful projects. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a quarter of them have stuck around and have made a huge impact on the city. Um, you've been making wonderful projects that have, have lasted or not for a long time in the city of Worcester. Do you have any uh, advice to people who have some sort of vision for doing something in Worcester like like what 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 kinds of things should people be keeping in mind
1: well they should keep in mind that this Sunday is start at the station that's really important so uh, yeah, I whole, just need to throw that out there that's not
0: a lesson learned um, <laughs> <Just> no <go. laughs> I think a lesson
1: learned is um be nice to everyone when you are asking for help mm-hmm. and be nice to them even when you're they're not particularly nice back and don't understand your vision mm-hmm. um don't burn bridges really try mm-hmm. to I mean, and this is so I guess they call me the gentle hammer at start because I'll always (laughs) smile at you when I ask for something. But I'll tap away at you until you give it to me or you point me in the direction of someone who can get.
0: In commodities news, Brent crude oil is $61 a barrel, down 5% on the week and down 1% on the year. Bitcoin is $7,300, up 2% on the week and up 80% of the, on the year. And the producer price index for construction sand, gravel, and crushed stone is still crushing it. <laughs> for October, <laughs> it was 352.2, up 2% on the month and up 4% on the year. Actually, up 0.2% on the month, but up 0.4% on the year. Forget about Bitcoin kids. Keep I was eye gonna on say, sand. do I
1: need to start buying stock in sand?
0: No, hoard <laughs> the sand. So you were saying before our technical glitch that we just had there that about not uh, burning bridges. Not
1: burning bridges, and, and so the first start on the street when we moved out of Main South and we moved on to Park Ave, it only went from Pleasant to Elm. And like we all realized immediately it was far too small a space for us because mm-hmm. we were just growing by leaps and bounds at that point. And I'll never forget I ran into Brendan and Iris and Oliver, and he goes, Yeah you're never going to believe what the police just said to us as they we're crossing the street. And I was like, oh, what's that? Because you had said to me, how's it going? I'm like, yeah, it's a little cramped. Like, mm-hmm. I think we need a bigger space. And you were like, yeah, well, the policeman that just crossed us across the road said that's never going to happen. And I was like, wait, they're telling the public that? And he's like, well, yeah. And they were telling each other that, that I was never going to be able to take on a, more park out, that this was a, far places I could go yeah. and I went to the, police, the chief of police and the mayor and the city manager and I was like hey can we talk about like what this means where your police officers are saying to the public that we're never going to be able to grow in the space that we're in and one of the reasons that we came to the space so that we could see where we could grow and it was, an, it was a nice negotiation and mm-hmm. it, that's where I ended up with like I never had a consistent police contact I would always have to just reach out to the off-duty office and it was very right. amorphous. Right. And then they'd yell at us when things didn't go right. They were like, why is this here? And we were like, well, no one told us it couldn't be. So we now have a contact at the police, which is Captain Jerry O'Rourke, and we meet regularly, talk about safety and what does that mean. And, and so once we negotiated that, we were able to take up the rest of Park Ave. Mm-hmm. So it was that matter of how sort of I went about reaching out to the powers that be to say, well, first of all, please don't announce this to the public during our event and secondly how do we make it so that it's bigger and in a lot of ways by making it bigger it was much safer because we spread people out as opposed to congesting yeah. them in this really dense dense area so yeah. so that's my story I asked you know I asked for the meetings with the right people to to make things happen in the city.
2: It's also a testament too to people getting people out of their comfort zone as to like this is how you can totally see how in a city where even something as simple as like a road race like the concept of like leapfrogging details was it was a foreign concept and yeah. that, that's a relatively new thing that you would treat a, uh, a like a 5k the same way you would always treat like a funeral procession that like you don't have police details at every single intersection rolling, you rolling them yeah. a, a, along so that everything is open as a it just took a little bit of learning to get through that and start became such a large presence so quickly you can totally see in hindsight how it made certain people uncomfortable mm-hmm. because it was a new thing but it also forced people to rethink the way we do things in a way that now we just take it for granted sure. which is kind of awesome that, yeah. like, in, a very, in, in just in the in the uh the the, the, the uh, time frame that like the three of us have been like aware of things happening in the city some pretty significant changes have taken place uh to the way uh events function in the city and you had no small part in that and it's just in not like a you know ego thing i mean just like realistically like no we want to do this and it could be awesome and this needs to happen in a very specific sort of way Uh, and the city finally did bend and it's been awesome as a result i mean
1: and that has led i think uh has led to things like the Caribbean festival having less growing pains. I think that, you know, we were the people who sort of started out going, hey, we're going to shut down all these streets in Maine South. Yeah. How does that work? I mean, don't forget, remember back in the day, like, we would have to go clean works off the street the Mm -hmm. day before and like empty bottles and sometimes poop. So, you know, now we're grateful that we don't have to do that, but we love the space that we're in. I was
2: laughing when you said the Caribbean festival because that's probably the best example because we still have, uh, even though a lot of parades have gone by the wayside over the years. We still have a St. Patrick's Day parade that is very old school in the sense that it's it starts here and ends here, but we're going to pack people in along the route on, and shut everything down between, it, whereas the Caribbean festival is this really big thing that might arguably have an even larger turnout or a like bigger turnout. I think so, turnout. absolutely, and a more diverse turnout. But it kind of follows the parade as opposed to like being like structured in a way that the parade is over, but there are still people mulling about at these closed off intersections, roadways, just kind of hanging out in the street, as opposed to like, okay, we've got a destination, so we're going to follow this parade as it moves along, and it ends up arguably being bigger, but having less of an impact on infrastructure and the day-to-day of people who don't care that there's a Caribbean parade, they're just trying to get across the city.
1: I mean, the thing that's really interesting to me, and it's something that the business owners of Park Ave. always bring up to me, is like, how is it that the... St. Patrick's Day parade creates so much trash that just gets left in the road. Starting the street happens. You you wake up the next day, it's spotless. The only thing that we leave on the in there is all of our markings on the on the ground. Yeah. So it's just people are way
0: drunker at the St. Patrick's Day parade. That is
1: true. They are way (laughs) drunker. They're not (laughs) way drunk at my my festival.
0: I mean, however much people are drinking at your festival, I'm sorry to tell you, people are way drunker at the St. Patrick's Day. Parade. That could be
1: why they create more of a mess. But I want people to keep doing things. I want them to try new things. I want them to to create events that are just interesting and and fun and get people out of their house.
0: Maybe this is my lesson learned from, from seeing these things happen. It's just that like, you know, yeah, like you have a crazy idea and you put it out there and people say, this idea is crazy. I'm not gonna like invest a lot of time and effort in trying to figure out how to make my thing work with this crazy idea. But that if your idea is actually not crazy, you do version one of the idea, and then you keep doing it, and eventually people are like, "Oh, actually, you're not crazy." And yeah, you know, you could have a gigantic multi-block, tens of thousands of people art festival in Worcester. Why not? Why not? And so we'll work with you to make it happen because now we realize that you're not some lunatic. <laughs> well, I mean that's. Well, I mean if <laughs> yes, you're a li- you're, <laughs> you're, you're a you're a lunatic yeah, who can yeah. make it, you can make things happen.
1: Right, and I have a great team who work really hard and. Work, I should say, yeah, know.
0: obviously not. No, by, my, I no mean, my my
1: team's amazing. And I'm just, you know, so one of our lessons learned, mm-hmm. never do an event in the spring in New England. Nope. Never again. Bad
0: weather. Always changeable. Wind. Yep. Such windy start on the streets. Oh, oh my God. Oh. Right.
1: right. So we'll never do that again. So that <laughs> the last one down here almost broke up the band. And uh, fun fact, my wedding ring is either under the building. My first wedding ring is either under the building or it's in a rock pile somewhere that they took it out of here, because when we were setting up for that last start, instead of tying it to my shoe when I was raking, I put it in my pocket. And And I never found it again. Oh, man. Yeah, and because it was an old factory, we came down here with metal detectors. Oh,
0: and it's just everything
1: that. Yeah. So I always say my wedding ring is either buried underneath that building. And Dino LaRusso, who owns the Crompton building and lives there, would come out every day and look for my wedding ring.
0: What a sweetheart. Yeah,
1: oh, what a doll. He's like, it was rose gold. He was like, I figured I could, you know, I could walk around, pick up trash and look for your ring. So like I said, it's either buried under there or never to be found or it's in some rock pile wherever they transported the rock out from but it feels like you know but it's a ne- good connection there
0: never have a street festival in the spring never
1: have a street festival in the spring
2: oh no no what outdoor events there, like when this whole project is is wildly successful and everyone uh, forgets about its origin and all the work that went into it just take for granted that it's there and someday 20 years from now some kid after a giant rain is going to go walking into you know the 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 desk area, the, the service area and hand over a, a tattered rose gold ring that, <laughs> that
1: they would be, and that, and would be like, awesome.
2: hey, that would you know, be awesome that would be long gone yeah i don't yeah. have any yeah. idea where where it'll end up well but, there's you know.
1: a lot of engraving in that ring so yeah. you know if they do find it it'll be a news story it'll yeah. definitely be newsworthy but um so i hope people come down to our new space um i'm hoping to open this saturday for um, the holiday stroll uh, from nine to twelve, because it's at the same time as the farmers market. When but is it's the self-guided holiday stroll? It's the seventh, okay. and then start at the station is um, the next day. All
0: right. So,
1: and you start street dot org, and you guys can you know look up our hours and I, all that.
0: And that's at the uh, train the train. That's station. at Union Station. Yeah. So people go to the Kelly. People could get into the Kelly Square facility on December seventh and check things out. I'm hoping. Mm-hmm.
1: Fingers crossed. We get our safety. We get our safety license. But I think we're going to go down
0: there right now nice and
2: so if people were to come down on the 7th I know uh let me just preface this by saying parking is not an issue in the kelly square area there is tons of parking tons of parking if you say otherwise it just means you haven't been (coughs) down here in a really long time and you're old and from western that said if people were to come down on the on the 7th what would be the access point coming in to see you harding street Coming in on Harding Street. Coming okay. in
1: on Harding, and you can go down water and up Harding, yep. um, which would be the part, and there's parking right there behind Crompton. There's street parking yep. on green. You yep. could park on green and walk over.
2: So like if you were to go, if you if you're a picture going towards like going into like Sailor Patron and just looking left, that yep. would be the
0: entrance. Awesome. Yep. That's the entrance. You'll see bright green shelving. Yep. Good luck. Thank you. Good luck. Thanks for being on the 508 Show. Guys, it's good to see you. Thanks for being here to celebrate Worcester with us, the, the, the escalating price of gravel, <laughs> you know? um the woo socks the paw socks I'm gonna be I'm never gonna use that renaming publicly, the store, by, for, by the way okay next Forget it for opening day I think I'm gonna rename the store
2: for a seasoned uh pawberry Bobby. yeah just a
1: Oh, that would be so <laughs> I'm looking for an out on <laughs> woo
2: to be honest I think we've hit peak woo oh my god Easter, yeah. yeah probably 20 years ago yeah and um yeah I, I'm look. I need my out and I think that's gonna be it I think I think pawberry awesome yeah I'd go figure out I would a way be... to make it dog friendly, though, because that would just be a nightmare with all the angry dog owners coming up. What do you mean? Yeah, it's... Maude would be mad if she couldn't go in. I don't know. But legally, it's, it's a problem. Yeah. It's... Yeah. But still, I think for a day,
0: on opening day, you should totally be Pawberry. Well, on that note, that's all for this episode. Thank goodness. We'll see you next time. And remember, Worcester, you can bench more than you think you can. So here's where it is. This okay. is the building. It's the building. The green
2: shelves are mine. We can walk in.
0: Alright, let's go. Says so there's Worcester Public Market up there. Here's the entryway. There is parking. You're you know, right, for, Brendan. What is,
2: what is the deal with this parking space? Is this open now? Yep. But it is. Okay, absolutely. so you can pay for parking down yep.
1: here?
2: not absolutely. I use the parking support when the here all the time.
1: This is my space. And it can be my space all the way out here. Uh, he did an amazing job. Who was this again? Brad Roth, Roth, Roth Designs. That's gorgeous. So it's all repurposed and recycled wood. And then he did these and this, and this was my mobile cash unit. So when you talked about like how big my store is, it could go and grow all the way out to there if that's what we so desired. Okay. Those are my boxes that we just. It's a very big theme in my life. It's very. Big.
0: And then we, and so then it's all like, booths. Okay. Yeah. But so some so some of the stuff down here is what more like a booth, and some of the stuff down here is like has so a it's has a door. Still, the Farms'
1: is right here, and that's a bigger space. They'll have a garage door that'll come down. Uh, we've got Jennifer's vegan bakery here, so it's vegan, nut free, allergy free. <coughs> this is gonna be a raw bar. Mm-hmm. Okay and offending Deli in the next day. All right. After that is a burger joint.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then, obviously, watch you sit
0: Right here in the end.
1: Yep. And you can check it out. Their Airstream's already in. Mm-hmm.
0: There it is. And there's Kelly Square, right there.
1: And then right here where Brendan's standing is going to be all the Public Cedar.
0: Okay. This is kind of like the Reading Terminal Market. That's what it reminds me of. Okay. More than more than other stuff. And I then think.
1: also the thing interesting nice again about what you said is where that's all rounded out front. Those windows open out and you can sit outside.
0: This is spectacular. Thanks for showing us around in here. Of
1: course.